Hey guys, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Nick. And this is Get Busy Flying, a super casual podcast about us both getting our private pilot's licenses. Is this, is that how you say it? Private pilot license. Yeah, so this is how it's going to go. Basically, after every single one of our lessons, we get together as a married couple and chat about our experiences. We hope you like the journey. Congratulations, Nick. Big day in our world, huh? <laughs> uh, finally, third time's a charm. Yeah. You got to solo today. I flew an airplane all by myself. Oh, I was so... That was so fucking cool. I was so pumped for you. <laughs> I was more excited than you were. I think you probably were. <laughs> so tell us about... Tell us about it. Um, God, I don't I don't even know what to say. I mean, it wasn't much different than flying with Gabe in the fucking plane. He just wasn't there to... He Actually, he was still there. I, one of my landings, I did a taxi back and he... On, gets on the radio and goes, Nick, your flops. <laughs> he was I'm in taxing. your head. No, he got well, on the radio. He was in your head. And, yeah, he got on the radio and I forgot to lift my flaps when I was taxiing back. So, of course. Oops. Oops. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It definitely feels different not having him in the plane, especially on a warm day like today, like taking off. You know, it, com- it rotates a lot easier, quicker, and. We were doing, I mean, the, the winds were definitely, it was a slight downwind for sure. Like every approach I had was, was I was coming in high and fast and um, yeah, you they were, weren't my best landings. You were scheduled right when the wind was shifting. And mm-hmm. so you guys were landing 3-6 and it was calm, but like it was, it was shifting around a little yeah. bit right after you got out of the plane. It was strong from the south. Yeah. <laughs> like it fucking shifted. So, yeah, you were a little floaty, yeah. but uh, your touchdowns were pretty soft. Yeah, they were okay. I mean, it, I was happy with them, but, yeah, they weren't my best just because I think I was landing with a slight tailwind. But and it was your first time landing without 200 pounds sitting next to you. Yeah, so it cha- it changes everything. Yeah, like, you're a lot lighter. It definitely felt different, yeah. But, yeah, it was fun. I wanted to keep going. Of course, he wouldn't let me. They have but. a three landing policy on your first solo day yeah. kind of reminds me how it's got of chicago and your uh during your lessons you, we have a five jump maximum and man the one or two times that i've ever let a student do a sixth jump and you're always sorry mm-hmm. you're like uh overload There's, yeah so i i think you could have kept going oh totally i wanted to <laughs> i want to go back out there like you know i was telling him okay cool so i can just come out and fly in the pattern and do do laps and he's like why would you want to do that like let's start working on other stuff and i'm like well you know just to like just to like fly by myself why (laughs) would you want to waste your money and i'm like because i want to fly by myself yeah so anyways if if i get a chance i might go out there i mean i have the next two days booked to go fly to a towered airport and do some solos there and then fly to um hemet and do solos there so i have the next two days booked up to do stuff but after that i have two days where my instructors aren't available so i might I might, if the plane's available, go fly for an hour and just just kind of get comfortable flying mm-hmm. by myself. I know I really like that. I yeah. got like five times where I went out and just rented the plane and went out for an hour or so, yeah. mainly because there was we were socked in, you know, so I couldn't go anywhere but the pattern. But there's something about it. Yeah. Like the, the, the feeling is so different when you just show up. Fuck, your instructor's not even there. Like, oh, how's the weather? 
should I go to the plane now? Oh, I guess I'm going to take off. I'm not waiting for anybody. I guess I'll just land. Like, I, I remember the first time that I decided to, to land and then taxi back. Like, just for no reason, you know. Well, I guess I'll go do that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I hope you get a chance to do that. Cause, yeah, I will. Because you're not, neither one of us are doing this for any fucking reason so like go yeah go enjoy yourself yeah. it was funny because he did seem like like why would you do that yeah because like, uh, i'm enjoying this flying thing yeah. <laughs> i mean i you know i don't want to waste any time um not moving forward but like those are two days i'm probably not gonna fl- oh i'm not gonna fly because my instructors aren't available yeah. so why not go do some solo stuff mm-hmm. and have some fun so anyways we'll see we'll yeah. see so I was tell so, me about your day. Oh, I mean, mine was just a dumb do my first solo. You actually that wasn't dumb at all. You actually like left the nest and went far, far away by yourself. Baby bird left the nest. Yeah. Oh shit! Today felt like a really big day to me. I did my first solo cross country, so uh, I flew out to Apple Valley and back by myself. It was <laughs> oh god. Uh, You know, I wasn't nervous. Here's the thing. I wasn't nervous, but all morning and all last night, I had this just feeling in my body. Like I knew this was a big deal. It was going to be super different. You know, the furthest I'd gone was out to Hemet, which is just 15 minute quickie little 10 minute flight, you know, but, uh, oh man, I rocked it. I have to say, if I may pat myself on the back, I did a fucking great job on this. Uh, My plan, I had everything good. Like, nothing caught me by surprise as far as, like, planning. Actually, that's not true. There was something. I'll tell you about that later. But um, it just went really well, you know? I caught on to March Approach. They sent me to SoCal Approach, Joshua Approach. I came into Apple Valley. Nobody was there. Fucking straight in. Great landing stopped, parked, turned the plane off, got out, shook out the fucking energy that I had, talked to you. Thank God you answered the phone. <laughs> yeah, I just happened to check my phone right then and I saw you're at Apple Valley. Did you see the text I sent you? Yeah, yeah. You, like it came through uh, right as I was shutting the plane off. Oh, it was it's like, see? Yeah. The the, <laughs> the en- I just happened to check my phone right then. Yeah. So it was awesome. Okay, uh, the way back to French Valley was better than the way there. So I'm going to talk about my little, the little issues that I did have. So one scary thing happened and that was right after I contacted March Approach. So I was maybe three miles, four or five miles, I forget, um, north of French Valley Airport. I switched over to basically, you know, March Air Force Base, and I did my initial cold call, you know, like, um, March Approach, Cessna 1702 Echo with VFR request, and he, they come back and say, what's your request, and so I do my, I give them my request, I'm like, dude, I said, dude, dude, bruh, dude, (laughs) bruh, I gotta talk to you, no, I, whatever I said, you know, I'm at 3,500 feet, climbing to 8,500 feet, uh, five miles north of French Valley, request VFR flight following to Apple Valley, you know, whatever, something like that. And immediately he comes back with, you have traffic, two o'clock, 500 feet below you, 
uh, or he gave me the altimeter reading. So I think I was at four or five and that, that other traffic was at 4,000, whatever it was, it was 500 feet below me at my two o'clock heading south while I was heading north. And so I come back with looking for traffic and I'm looking and I don't know what it was, maybe five seconds, 10 seconds. I don't know. Urgency in this guy's voice. I don't remember what he said because as he was talking, I see the traffic. Did I mention that they were like two miles out or so, like two miles away in front of me at my two o'clock? <laughs> I don't remember what the controller was saying on the second, like super urgent communication with me because that plane was right coming at me, flying right over my head. And I, I, whatever he said, I clicked back on the mic and I'm like, uh, zero to echo traffic in sight. He is flying right over my head right now. I you mean, told him that? Yeah. That's what I said on, on uh-huh. the radio, dude, I, I have this feeling that the controller did not have contact with that plane. Um, and I don't think I fucking did anything wrong. I mean, we were, we were both climbing. I couldn't see him visually until he was going over me and he was below me two miles out and was just climbing. He looked like, um, like a small something like almost like an acro type of plane. It looked like, um, it was real big. I was a real, real big plane because it was so close. Not cause it was a big plane, mm-hmm. but so I didn't let it shake me despite the fact that that was so close like way closer than my comfort level and you know he didn't skid his wheels over the top of your plane man he could have spit on me that's how close (laughs) he was but i mean it fucking scared me you know i i don't think i would have seen him and as he was starting to go over me like when i saw him out in front of me at two o'clock and he was going over me like i kind of pushed the nose wheel forward a little bit because i i knew he was gonna the nose wheel the yoke um because I knew he was going to go over me and, and it was close. So nothing else was said between me and the controller other than what I said. I'm like, he's going right over me right now, which the guy probably didn't give a shit, but he knew how close it was. He was, whatever he said to me was fucking urgent, like urgency in his voice. And you asked me like, didn't you see it on four flight? Right. Didn't you ask me that? And no, I didn't because I was right in the middle of like my, my call to them and I'm not staring at my computer. Yeah. I'm looking around and I'm climbing and I'm flying the aircraft. And so I'm just kind of using the four flight for a reference, which is awesome. But no, I didn't see it. Cause as soon as he told me about the traffic, I was looking with my eyeballs yeah. and, uh, I was looking out at two o'clock. So that was, that was a little bit freaky. Um, I wonder how often that happens. I would love to know if, if that guy was on, he couldn't have been on contact with them. And then, um, you know, I let that go. It was fine. I'm just on my path and I get up to my cruise altitude and it was just really bumpy. It was bumpy up there. You know, there was clouds and stuff this morning that I had waited for. So I didn't even go out to the plane until about 45 minutes after my plane rental time, just because I was letting the clouds dissipate over San Bernardino. Um, But I just started to have this, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't a panic attack. Okay. That's not what it was. It was a physical 
thing in my body of fear out of fucking nowhere. And it was what, like 10 minutes later after that incident with them almost hitting me, I just started noticing that I was feeling lightheaded and my heart was beating really fucking fast. (laughs) (laughs) My heart was beating. Oh my God. But I think, you know, I was just in that moment, like hyper aware of the gravity of that situation. Like, oh my God, I'm fucking 8,500 feet in the air, in the middle of nowhere, like somewhere's between Paris and San Bernardino right now. And I feel scared. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I was feeling fear and I was having the physical reaction to it. And I just got this feeling in, or had this thought in my head, like, what if I fucking pass out right now? And so I started just breathing really slow and really deep and like just focusing on what was important in that moment to get my heart rate to slow down. But it was, it was like, it could have turned into a fucking panic attack. And I've had that situation before. I've had it on the freeway, you know, but I I was really hyper aware of the fact that, uh, I, there's no fucking way that I could pass out or have a panic attack in that moment. Like no Lindsay, hold your shit together. This is not fucking happening right now. Like, (laughs) listen, heart, you are going to slow down right now and stop beating that way. I mean, it felt like it was coming out of my chest. So I got my shit together, like slowed down my breathing and it was fine. You know, I wanted to talk to somebody. I was hoping like SoCal Approach would come on and ask me how I'm doing, but they never did. <laughs> like, how are you doing, Lindsay? Uh, oh man, I thought you would never ask. <laughs> I'm fucking good. I'm good, but like... But like, I'm not really all that great. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to hold it together, man. So anyway, I get to Apple Valley. It was great. I had a great landing, like this straight in approach. And I just, I couldn't wait to get out of the airplane. I just had to stretch and talking to you was wonderful. And, uh, oh, like I got back. Oh, that was the other thing. <laughs> I could not get the frequency for Joshua approach in the radio. I couldn't, I couldn't fucking get it into the radio. And in the moment I was not panicking, but I was like, I needed to start descending and I needed to switch over to Joshua approach and I couldn't get the damn frequency in the radio. Don't ask me for details, okay? Cause I don't know them. So I ended up taken comms too, where I normally do my weather and I put on the Joshua approach and I kept calling and calling and he never fucking talked to me. So I just, I just bailed on him. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to do that, but like I called, I called twice, you know, I'm like, Hey, Cessna 1702 echo at, you know, descending out of 8,500 feet. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay. Well, I have the fucking airport in sight. See you later. You know, kind of like that. So that was weird. And I fixed it once I was, before I took off again, I fixed it. I figured out what I was doing wrong, but that sucked. That was multitasking, like 5 million in that moment. Handled it. I handled it. Came back, had a tailwind all the way back. It was great. Except, (laughs) I always have, I always have something going on. It was great, except. Except, I'm I'm on, just get transferred over to SoCal. I'm not even over the Arrowhead Mount, over Arrowhead yet, coming back into the valley. And um, 
I am on with this chick on SoCal Approach who is muffled. Like her, her microphone is not as clear as the other 10 people I've just talked to. And so I hear her saying something to, you know, zero two echo. And so I'm like, fuck, did she just tell me to squawk one five zero zero? So I, I repeat to her, like, did you, did you say one five zero zero? And she comes back like, no, there's another aircraft that I'm on frequency with one five zero two echo. And they're in Carlsbad and you are one seven zero two echo and you're in Apple Valley. And I'm just like, could that fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm having, I'm having to listen to this chick, uh, being kind of muffled talking to two people with nearly the same exact, uh, tail number. But she was so good after that. I heard her tell that plane that there was another one with, with a similar tail number. And every time she talked to either one of us, she was very clear with the five or the seven to let us know which one of us she was talking to. And she, every time she talked to that plane, she would say one five zero two echo in Carlsbad. And you know, so she was, she was fucking cool. But I think in that moment when I came back to her and was like, did you say one five zero zero? I think she realized like, Oh shit, (laughs) there's some confusion. Uh, but dude, it was, it was all good. You know, I came into land and I was fucking pumped. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe it. I can. It feels like time travel, you know, just to, Hey, let's for shits and giggles. Let's just fly 60 miles away and turn around. Like I would never do that in a car. You know, oh, hey, I'm just going to drive out to Apple Valley, get out of my car and stand there for a minute and Who turn around and drive home. Who the fuck want to go to Apple Valley in the first place? So, I, you know, I'm walking back from the airplane to go inside the hangar when I'm done. And I'm, I just, I was like, am I dreaming? Was I just in an airplane a few minutes ago for two hours? It just went by like that. It was crazy. I'm so proud of myself. You I feel I'm proud of you too. I felt sharp. I, f- I felt really, really good, except for that minute of uh, potentially, possibly hyperventilating, or whatever that was. That, that was just being Lindsay, you know. You gotta that, have one scared moment. Well, I'm sure I'm gonna have another one. I think I'm going to Blythe tomorrow, so the whole trip's gonna be twice as long. I what what did I do today? I did 60 nautical miles there and 60 nautical miles back. I actually think. Blythe is 120 nautical miles away, so it's yep. a four times, it's four times the distance. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> it. I'm just having a lot of feelings right now. I just am. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with this flying thing. I really, really love it, but I, I did have that feeling today that right now during where I'm at in my progression, I'm at 47 hours or whatever I have. I'm not super fond of flying totally alone for long distances. You know, in that moment where I, my heart was beating super fast and I was starting to feel a little lightheaded, I, I just really wish that somebody, even if it was a somebody that didn't know how to fly, could just hold the yoke and like let me breathe for a second, you know? Um, I think that'll change, but I don't know. I just, it's more fun with somebody else. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I have enjoyed doing the solos I've done, but it, I think it's definitely more fun. I can't fucking wait to fly with you. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it's right around the corner. It is right around the corner. 
So, and today was the first day also that I had the iPad up with ForeFlight and I had it mounted because my uh, little suction cup mount came in. I had it mounted to my left. That was rad. I loved it. I need an, an anti-glare shield and, um, you know, I, I really didn't, I didn't use it for much. I, I used it to make sure that I was on my proper line, you know, cause and I knew what heading I needed to keep, but I just kind of kept my, kept glancing at it just like I was glancing at all my other instruments and just checking to see where traffic was and, you know, how many miles out am, am I? Um, and it was really, really nice. Like I, I can't imagine what it must've been like to fly before that. Like kind of like when I started driving a car and I would drive around Orange County and LA County with a fucking map. Like that is so bizarre to me now having a phone. Like, how do you know what the traffic's going to be? <laughs> Thomas guide has lost a lot of money. Over oh, the last they several have. Years. Well, they, I think they have an app, but I had this little laminated plastic map and I would drive around with that. Like my mom must've been a nervous wreck. So, you know, I wanted to have ForeFlight and the app and technology in the plane as soon as possible. You know, I've, I've spent the last two months getting to know ForeFlight. I've been on that app several times a day, getting to know it, studying it, using it. I've used it for all my flight planning. Um, and I'm, I don't want to be like, uh, dependent on it. I'm not, I'm not, which is what's cool but I know how to use it now and it came in handy today and it was just, it was just fucking awesome. It was really cool. But what I did learn is that I want always to have a pad of paper with the frequencies, the, um, the field elevation of where we're going, the pattern altitude, the runway headings, the runway patterns, um, all written down in the ATIS because what I, what I figured out today, I didn't, cause I didn't try to do this cause I didn't need to, is that if I am dependent upon needing to get information quickly off of the iPad, like, oh shit, what's the frequency for this place? Or, oh, what's the ATIS? Or what's, uh, shit, what are the runways? Ah, where's the taxi diagram? If I have to do that while I'm flying, especially as you're descending, trying to come into a new area, like you just end up behind. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't ever want to be in that position. Like that sucks. No, I, you want to have the bullet points highlighted yeah. on a separate area. Yeah. It came in totally handy today. And I think I will make that part of what I always do. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's the important stuff. And the other stuff's just for reference. But maybe that'll change as I get better and better and better. And, yeah. and you know what? When you f- keep flying into the same spots, you know, if you just have... Like going into Hemet, I I don't need to look to see things. Like I have that memorized, but uh, yeah. Anyway, today was a big day. Today was a super, super big day. I feel like uh, a winner. <laughs> you should. You rocked it. <laughs> yeah. That Congratulations. Was cool. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll have to record tomorrow because you're going to Ramona to do a towered solo and I'm soloing out to Blythe. Yep. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. (laughs) See you guys tomorrow. Bye.